0: This show is brought to you by Brain First Training Institute, ICF accredited coach certifications and applied neuroscience training. To become a brain-based coach, get certified in applied neuroscience, and stay up to date with what's happening in the world of applied neuroscience and coaching, join our Brain First community over at brainfirsttraininginstitute.com. Hey, it's Ramon, and welcome to Brain Coach Radio, where we hear from expert coaches, leaders, and trainers who are using applied neuroscience to help their clients get life-changing results. We discuss various coaching topics, neuroscience insights, business tips, and much more, all to help you succeed. Now, let's get into the episode. No interruptions. Enjoy, my friends. Let's dive in. Welcome to the show. It's great to see you.
1: Thank you, Ramon. Great to be here.
0: So where should we start? Let's talk about SPARKED, the brain and fitness hub. Tell us, it's funny, um... I was, I've been talking to a couple of people uh, in the last few days saying that uh, I'm going to have you on the show and trying to explain a little bit about the centre that you um, run and, and what you do, but I, I don't think I did a very good job of explaining it. So perhaps let, let's hear from you because so I think you've probably got a much better way of explaining it than, than seemingly what I had. <laughs>
1: Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Do you want the official kind of uh, strap line or <laughs> I'll, I'll give you both. Okay. So <laughs> Spark is Asia's first brain and fitness hub, focusing on brain health, empowering lives every day, kind of something like that, enhancing brain performance and body. Um, so essentially we are first in Asia, I can say. Um what uh, uh, we've done has sparked. what I've done, it took me a, a long time to conceptualize the, the, the project. Um, essentially, I still consider uh, us as a gym. It's just that we are a gym with a different focus. And the focus is really on the brain-body wellness, brain-body connection. And uh, we are a brain fitness gym that is for everyone, I want to say. And I really believe that. Because uh, we all have a brain and a body, <laughs> no matter what kind of brain and bodies, but we all have one. So I really think we we are for everyone.
0: Why? Yeah. What? Why do you think this is important? Like to the to the average person who probably thinks about gym in terms of ah, oh, I'm going to help lose. It's going to help me lose ten pounds or maybe get a little bit stronger, maybe some sort of aesthetic goal, like what? why is this important to everyone and how would you go about really talking about the benefits of what you're doing to someone who really has this preconceived idea of, you know, gym is for getting stronger or building muscles or losing fat?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and it's very interesting because a lot of the industry is stuck still that kind of maybe era (laughs) or a kind of that, that way of thinking about fitness. And so a lot of people, in fact, a huge amount of people, but I've got to say that at least recently people are, I mean, mental health comes, comes on board, right? There's a lot of awareness on mental health. People talk about it; it is a real buzzword and stuff. And somehow when people ask and inquire about us, somehow they link us into that a little bit. Maybe because they want to do something about mental health through a fitness center, but they don't know how. So when it has so many benefits, I mean, it, it really, it's infinite, right? I mean, everything starts from our brains, right? I mean, wow, the connection of brain and body, but Just knowing that you can impact your brain and how you perceive things, how you feel about things, how your body then reacts, it's, yeah, I mean, it's beneficial to everyone. Knowing that you can have some sort of control over your brain um, through exercising. Uh, I think it's so powerful and um, yeah it's beneficial for everyone really I mean kids children empowering for them adults um, I mean young adults think to be all bulletproof right they don't uh, (laughs) they are they they are like well I don't need that why I'm not I'm not declining my cognition is perfect Uh, I'm bulletproof but I don't know, perhaps when you turn around 40, (laughs) things start to change and life changes, your priorities changes, um, everything gets so busy and including stress. um, I mean, I, I personally really, it clicked, for me, why why I exercise at, at the moment, at least, which is what was very different from why I was exercising 10 years ago. 10 years ago, it was all an aesthetic goal, right? Yes, I wanted to look good, I wanted to go clubbing, and so <laughs> I had to fit in the dress, and you know, whereas now, of course, there's still a component of that. Of course, we all want to look good, right? But Like I'm stressed and I exercise, I feel better. It just really clicks. It's like, wow, thank God I did it. I just feel so much better. And who hasn't felt that way after exercise, right? So,
0: um, I think uh, I'm trying to remember when you said about the 40-year-old thing, you know, something kind of happens around that stage. I think for me, like I, I certainly pay a lot more attention to brain health my forties, but I think probably about my early thirties, I think it was watching my grandparents start to decline that I, I suddenly went into this mode of, wow, I can, I can maybe not necessarily completely prevent that, but I can make a difference to how I'm going to be at that age. If I start focusing more on this stuff now, right? Like, I mean Uh, there's some components and all the rest of it but we can make it we can make a pretty positive impact
1: absolutely Uh, yeah no totally I mean you say that and it's the same for me right I mean I've got two sets of grandparents and one set of grandparents were very fit through their lives were really like Mm -hmm. you know moving exercising and the other set was kind of the opposite and uh, obviously differences in the grandparents that exercise and were moving the whole life and and, and the opposites of uh, when they were not and how that's affected them but um likewise I mean initially when I first um, started conceptualizing spark as well i was i wanted to create, a sexy gym for older adults (laughs) and when I say sexy again I don't you know what I mean I don't mean like but I mean a cool gym uh a a gym that was attractive for for myself in my 60s in my 70s I see gyms for elderly and I'm like oh goodness I don't want to go there when I'm 60 and 70 I want to go maybe not somewhere with neon lights or like you know like super banging music and stuff but I still want to feel strong and good and and mentally capable for sure and in charge and in control so that's where I also started thinking about um creating this sort of neuro gym neurocognitive gym and um really empowering people at a certain age and I thought well this has to be the, a type of gym where my mom would go right so yeah so that was also Say that again.
0: gym, very cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it was. Um, yeah, those are uh, quite quite few of the motivation why I got into this and why. Yeah.
0: What was the What was the journey prior to conceptualizing the center and this whole phase that um, you know, and everything that you're trying to build at the moment?
1: Yeah, so I was in movement all my life. As in, I've uh, I graduated in contemporary dance, and then I became a personal trainer. I worked in various centres um, in the UK, in Singapore, where I'm currently based, and um, I was I'm, I I always look for the next thing. I mean, I'm always like researching, looking at. Um, you know, interesting studies or courses as well. And then I came across the brain health trainer course. Um, and uh, just looking at one of the infographics of uh, Ryan's course, I was like, wow, this is amazing. The fact that we can impact our brain and, and and how different types of activities imp- impact our brain. So if I do a certain type of class, I'll be working on a certain part of my brain. If I do running, that would be working more on my temporal lobes and my memory. And all of that was like extremely fascinating. And then uh, my sort of my private story came in because my granddad had Alzheimer's. He died of it. And so I really clicked the two things together, and I thought, "Wow, sugar! If I had known all of this before he'd passed away, or way before he'd passed away, maybe I could have done it. Uh, somehow I could have impacted that. And of course, then it comes in: Oh, maybe I can help my mom. You know, if, you know, at least help her prevent or keep her active, and get her to understand um, why it's so important to exercise for her brain." And of course, then it comes you, you're like, oh, goodness, I'm 40, you know, I better start thinking, neuroplasticity uh, starts decreasing when you hit 30, wow, I need to, you know, keep busy and and so on. So, um, yeah, that's kind of uh, how it it started. And and, I mean, it continued in the sense that um, that was kind of the starting point. And then what I did, I did a big research around the world and saw who was doing what and what kind of centers were around and everything that I came across was uh, very much um, more geared more towards a medical facility maybe a a rehabilitation center and so on but I didn't want to go down that route actually I've never really wanted to go down that route (laughs) I'm very I'm still very proud of being a personal trainer and uh and a coach and um i really wanted to make this accessible a lot of the medical stuff is 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 there for when you get sick maybe when it's a bit too late whereas i wanted to really stay in the prevention um side of things and create just way more awareness of what's out there at the moment mm-hmm. um so yeah what
0: uh, what are some of the things that you do with people when they come in like Is it, do they get tailored programs based on what's important to them? Or do you run assessments to figure out what they need or a combination of the two? Like, just take us through, you know, let's say, let's say I'm coming to you, or one of our listeners is coming to you and take us through, you know, what they're going to experience.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yes, it's really a combination of the two. So you come in, you'll have an idea whether you are just, interested in that maybe you're just working on brain performance maybe you don't have any history of you know dementia or any kind of um, my uh, cognitive impairment in your family but maybe you just want to be on the top of your game right um and uh, we establish that and then we we get you to go through a, an online assessment a brain health assessment where we get a report and then based on that we discuss your your goals really and we then create a program for you um, for other people, of course, they come in with, uh, with, uh, conditions already. So they may have been diagnosed with certain conditions and then they get referred to us. So even though we're not a medical center, we do get a few referrals from neuropsychologists and doctors. Um, so yeah, we, we, we run through an assessment and then we'll, uh, we go from there. We train you for uh, about three months and then we reassess you again
0: what what are some of the exercises and things that you take people through?
1: yeah so a lot of the the stuff is that the exercises are based on a dual task the dual task principle right so a lot of what we do as part is exactly that and we do that uh, either with or without technologies so um if it's without technologies as an example, I can be Uh, getting you to start squatting or running on the spot and go okay Ramon tell me what you had for breakfast okay come on don't keep up keep up okay great and I'll throw you maybe a shopping list in there I'll go like okay bananas strawberries milk coffee okay repeat that after me come on keep up with the speed don't slow down so these are some of the examples of what we could do in a, in a dual task session, right? Uh, Stimuli could be auditory or they could be also visual. So I could be flashing uh, colours at you and each colour would have a different task. So you see red light, you're going to step to the right. You see green, you're going to step to the left. You're going to see blue, uh, you're going to go, sorry, you're going to see orange, you're going to go backwards, you, you know. So these kind of games, right, which are always quite fun and surprising for clients (laughs) and challenging for sure yeah you could throw in mats as well you know it will be like um but the way we do it obviously we have um we've got specific technologies that that we've brought in mainly from the us from canada and europe and with those we we can Push the boundaries more because we can really uh, customize and tailored games that are appropriate to each client. Really, so that's really when the fun begins. There, there's a lot of uh, really, really fun, fun games that you can play. And 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 the way you program the dual task is obviously according to a client's need. Right? You you have a senior person, maybe they'll be just walking back and forth from a chair when they're tapping on targets, or you have a very fit person, maybe they'll be doing burpees uh, in between right um but the main thing is for is to to maintain the speed of the activity so what happens obviously when we are thinking we are slowing down right in our physical task so the challenge is to really keep up with the two of them um so yeah it's very gamified (laughs) it's fun uh yeah yeah i mean some people are a bit intimidated at the beginning they're like oh I don't want to go ahead and do any brain stuff, you know, but when they realize that it's actually gamified, it's, it's become quite addictive. It's, you know, it's kind of playing like interactive video games. So yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. So dual task is obviously a part of what we do, right? I mean, a big component of what we do at Spark, to be honest, but obviously from a brain health perspective, we, we do encourage clients to do, any kind of activity we really encourage people to to vary their training right if you get a client who is always doing strength work we will try and encourage them to add in some variety with cardiovascular exercises or um with some cognitively enhanced exercises such as obviously dual tasks that we do um yeah so
0: what's the um what, what's the state of the evidence at the moment like we got a pretty substantial evidence base in this whole area like what what, what's what have you noticed in terms of the the science and you know what's available and what's coming at what's been coming out recently
1: yeah so it's still obviously a relatively new field I mean um, there are studies that uh, date back to about 25 years maybe, some maybe 30. So, you know, still relatively new, but that, there's definitely increasing interest in the field. I mean, if obviously uh, you you know more than me, uh, there's always some kind of neuroplasticity article coming up. There's a lot of interest in neuroscience and so on. So I think it's just going to be growing. Um, there are various studies, um, obviously mainly carried out in the US and Europe, uh, not. As much as I'm aware, in this part of Asia at the moment, yet. But uh, I'm sure they will come, and in fact, we are we are talking to some organisations here as well, to to start with some pilot studies, which is very very exciting. Very
0: cool. Yeah. Yeah. Can you, can you talk a little bit about that yet, or is that kind of you know we'll have to
1: wait? Yeah, we'll have to wait, wait just a little bit. <laughs> Hopefully, I can share. A little bit more in um, a month or so, but uh, very promising. We've been working on 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 this for quite a while, so if it was to come together, it'd be it'd be really really good.
0: Yeah, yeah sounds fantastic. What um how how have you incorporated coaching into
1: this? Um, very good question. <laughs> yes, it it. it it's in the process. It's not. Um, it's not really finalized yet, in the sense because obviously I uh, I'm I'm now a coach, and uh, but a lot of the trainers I work with are not right. Um, there are a couple of other people that are coaches themselves, and they are very much interested in the field. Um, but uh, other trainers are are just not there yet, right? So because of the business model we have created and and because of our expansion plans and because the digital world we live in <laughs> i'm trying to find ways where i will somehow automate some of that mm-hmm. and um, and yes it will not be how to say it it will uh, it's not the ideal word, <laughs> in a sense, because there is nothing that is ever going to replace uh, a, a person-to-person coaching session, right? But um, but I think somehow it can still be a tool that we can use to sort of bridge some of some of that, if that makes sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's certainly not easy to navigate in the digital space right i mean even even just the fitness component and not to mention the approach that you are taking which is like you know beyond next level fitness uh and then the coaching component as well so imagine there's going to be some challenges there but um i mean hey that's where opportunities are as well aren't they if you can solve problems (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean I see that if we can help, that's already something. And if we can help as many people as possible, then that to me is I never want it to, to be niche, to be honest, because um uh, at times it's is yeah, I, I I just really want to try and kind of spread the word and and, and um and be as accessible to people as possible so that's 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 what we're really trying to do um but yeah the coaching with the digital i think is going to be incredibly interesting to to watch uh because obviously there are already some apps that somehow claim to do a, a component of coaching on that and people talk about it more and more and more and i've spoken to certain companies that do an uh, an element of that but yeah, we've we've got to we've got to keep our eyes open I think. We if not we're going to be left behind. <laughs> but um I think it's a tool that if utilized can can come in handy basically. Mm. Um, I, I mean I kind of wanted to ask you what your thoughts are on it but <laughs> Well,
0: yeah. Um yeah. I'm not sure. I think one of the one of the things that I keep reminding myself is um and and it's interesting to me when you say this you know, otherwise you might get left behind. Like the approach that you're taking to the fitness and the coaching stuff and and, and everything, um, even, the, even brain-based coaching. Like, I think if we remind ourselves that if we go out onto the street now and pull a hundred people up and ask them all about these concepts or ideas or how much they've been exposed to them, like 99 people out of a hundred wouldn't have a clue what we're talking about. Or yeah. maybe they might've heard of, A little bit of this, or, you know, I might have heard of um, the word neuroplasticity or something like that, but it's still like far from being mainstream. Like, this is still very, very new and cutting edge. And I mean, even the field of applied neuroscience is just like in its absolute infancy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think, I think we're well ahead of what's going (laughs) on. I mean, if you, if, yeah. I, I, when I look at like, you know, the the brain health and nootropic, uh, brain health, nutrition and nootropic market and how that's set to explode over the next 10 years, I'm like, yeah, but people have been doing this for ages. Like it, do, it doesn't kind of make <laughs> sense until you think, well, how many people there are on the planet um, and, you know, what their current, um, you know, what they're currently exposed to, what their current purchasing habits are like. No, it's it's yeah. still like this is all still very new and very cutting-edge stuff so no absolutely yeah i yeah, know the getting left behind thing pff, is never even that. sure <laughs> <laughs> <True>, fair
1: <laughs> enough no very good point i mean i still remember when a uh, months ago when i initially opened the gym uh there's a coffee shop down down here where 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 the gym is based and um Someone was like, oh, you're the one who opened the new gym, right? Oh, you know, I cannot compete coming in there because you know my brother is a bodybuilding and I never looked like him. <sighs> my jaw just dropped. I was like, wow, you just really associate gyms with bodybuilding still. Yeah. It's like, wow, what era is that? Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: so,
1: anyway. Anyway, and- maybe, maybe uh, I, maybe I'm, I'm, one day I'm going to be the the, the James Fonda of brain fitness or something.
0: <laughs> absolutely. I, I think it, it's, you know, I think it's absolutely possible. Um, <laughs> I, I think there's always going to be that aesthetic uh, element to mm. gyms, gym. Um, yeah. But I think that, you know, definitely there needs to be more content, more education, more awareness, out there in the world, uh, and we need to start talking about exercise in terms of you know, the nervous system and brain health and all of these other things. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I think it's probably never going to have the same level of awareness as something like, you know, the strength and aesthetic-based approach because of uh, probably not bodybuilding. My, my What instantly comes up for me is athletics, athletic performance. Mm-hmm. Like it's very, it's going to be very hard to get anywhere near that because, of course, sports around the world are loved by so many people. Uh, and they often think of coaching and training to do with, or physical coaching and training to do with sport and athletic performance. Um, the bodybuilding side, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's always going to have a huge following, isn't it? And people are always going to want to look good. But maybe that's not such a bad thing. Maybe coming in with the idea of, and this is what I used to think about in terms of, look, you know, they might come in with the aesthetic goal, but with a little bit of content, a little bit of education, a little bit of awareness, they walk away with so much more.
1: Yes, exactly right, exactly right. And when, uh, when I opened the gym initially, I was on purpose, I was trying to be on, on a very superficial level I was really kind of trying to attract people's attention through the technologies and the games and the machines Oh, come in and try this thing. Oh, it's brain, body, brain, body, brain, body. And it was obviously a very, very superficial way of, in a way, marketing our space. Right. But it was done intentionally because I really thought if I start bombarding people with like cognitive decline, physical decline and neuroplasticity and Whatnot? I was like, wow, these people are gonna be like, whoa, too much for me, right? So I really—that's where that's where I started, and now that I, we have a bit of a following and stuff, I can then educate them more. We can give them more content. We can explain them, hey, this is why you should be doing it, or not should, but this is why it's good for you, and this is why you know, um, yeah.
0: What what are, what are some of the other challenges that you faced with? getting people on board with this idea um perhaps those that might have been resistant or again perhaps they're coming in with uh, well again the example you just gave before like thinking that gyms mm-hmm. are about the aesthetic goal like what What are some of these other challenges that you've faced i'd love to know
1: yeah i mean obviously again we, we've opened in, in crazy in the most craziest time ever especially for singapore and stuff this year has been Crazy with restrictions and stuff. So, that itself has been challenging. But when there's been a few things other than that, like people don't know what to expect, right? They might have seen a video of what we do and they're like, oh, okay, great. Yeah, that looks fun. Oh, I'll give that a go. But it's not like you're going to a class that you've tried over and over again, right? It's not like you're going to, oh, I'm signing up for a boxing class. Pretty much everyone knows what boxing is, right? Or same for yoga. I know what to expect. It might be a different type of yoga, but it's still, there's still a mat, there, you know, maybe some meditation or whatnot. So, whereas when they come to to Spark, it's literally like, whoa, what is this new thing? And they have these screens in front of them. And I remember doing, I remember myself when I tried one of the first technologies at the beginning, I was like, oh, this looks a little intimidating. And wow, maybe there's people behind me looking at what my score is. And maybe, you know, I'm not so good. And wow, what does that tell me about my cognition and my brain? Right. When some people are still thinking that cognition is actually their IQ, which is like, ah, so a lot of sort of misconception and not knowing what to expect. Right. And of course, your, uh, your ego kicks in as well. Right. So we, we are, um, corporates are quite attracted to us. In fact, Because, because I mean, for team building events, and because obviously brain performance or wow corporate performance, and you know, it's all about enhancement and all of that. So, having said that, individuals quite often are a bit intimidated about oh, I'm doing a brain health assessment. Wow, Uh, I'm not sure. Like, is how what is that gonna tell about me? And oh, maybe I don't. I mean, a lot of them are like well, I don't really need it. I'm so good at my job. Like, why would I, I'm sure my cognition is perfect or like, you know, there, there's that level of intimidation. And so it's really trying to, and this is why I wanted to make, make it less intimidating as possible, right? That's why even with the with the feel of the brand and the feel of the gym, it's it's trying to be quite the opposite. And, uh, and not so serious as well. <laughs> I want to take it a little bit lighthearted, you know. <laughs> yeah,
0: even your website, it looks fun and inviting.
1: Okay, good, good. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's the idea. Yes. <laughs> um, so exactly that. So we are trying to kind of break that that kind of that kind of boundary of like, oh, I'm testing my cognition because I've noticed there's something wrong with me. I've noticed that I don't remember things as well as I used to, or so on. So we are trying to, I don't know, maybe take away the stigma a bit and uh, and make it just really more accessible. Um, so yeah, I forgot what the question was, but anyway, see <laughs>
0: some of the uh, challenges. Oh, the
1: challenges, correct? See, yeah. I I talk and get lost. Um, so yeah, those those have definitely been some of the challenges. Um, yeah.
0: Hmm. What um what are some of the things that uh people have reported after they've been doing this for? I think you said um, they over three months of training before they are reevaluated. Was that right? Mm-hmm. What are some mm-hmm. of yep. the they report after the three months that might be, you know, obviously there's going to be some things that you expect. Maybe there's some mm-hmm. things, you know, you don't expect that people report on and they say, hey, this has happened and that's happened and maybe some things from their day-to-day life.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the one thing, even just when they try some of the machines, okay, they uh they maybe come to a session or they come for a first session right and all of a sudden they're working these machines they're so focused they're they are they're really in the zone and stuff and then literally when they finish a couple of drills they're like wow i can really feel my brain working because it's really <laughs> you, you do really. You know when you're doing something complex, maybe you're writing something, or you're doing a test and stuff, and you really feel like your 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 brain is is kind of working out. So say, so likewise, when they do some of these fun games and stuff, they're really like, wow, it's it's really working. <laughs> so that's that's kind of an immediate thing. Um, obviously, things that take longer to to experience and, and feel. It's, I mean, peripheral vision for sure. Like maybe you're driving and you're just way more aware of what's, what's around you. You're, you're really more, more aware of, you know, uh, people going by or maybe there's a bike. Hey, I see that thing over there. There's a the child on the other side. Oh, a cat's just coming out. So they're just very more aware of, 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 of situations, really. That's a very, very common one. Um, yeah, more mental resilient more in charge of, of situations. Um, yeah, these are probably some of the most common ones. <laughs> mm. I mean, as a busy mom, I always I always on me and I go, well, as a busy mom, I need to have everything under control and stuff. And the more I'm able to do a task, the better I am at yeah. controlling my impulses with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> when they're driving me nuts, I can go and say, okay, calm down.
0: So, impact, and, and, control, and not being so reactive as uh, these are like major benefits.
1: Incredibly, be- incredible benefits. I mean, I, I yes, for me, it's, the benefits are really, really endless. Yeah. <laughs> is there is
0: there going to be? Uh, I'm imagining there's going to be a place, but um, perhaps you can share your insights around this. Uh, a place for augmented reality in the future when it comes to a lot of these challenges and games and things?
1: Yes. So funny enough, as much as I I open the gym with all these technologies, I'm probably one of the least technological person ever. <laughs> and I, I really have no idea how I ended up being so drawn into the technologies, but I am now. I'm really caught into it. And I even own a pair of uh, virtual reality no, headsets. Really? <laughs> so, yes, but I have to disappoint you on that. I'm not a humongous fan. <laughs> and um, I, 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 yeah, I still prefer really like the real world. And uh, but the, the the beauty about using these technologies that that we have is that you're actually physically interacting with them. So you are touching physical targets. You are you know there, there's there's uh there's really a physical component of it whether yeah um but for sure augmented reality and and vr are are gonna be bigger in the future i mean even we have thought and brainstormed and discussed uh ways of including it in what we do especially uh in the future for our digital offering because mm-hmm. a lot of uh I mean I can share with you a lot of the corporates we we talk to uh, obviously want to offer a digital solution for all their employees and now all of a sudden because of the lack of boundaries there's no boundaries anymore you're you're creating team building events for a whole APAC region right so how do you give them access to spark to our type of training in their offices at home so these are some of the questions that we've been asked and we have been thinking about ways and discussing uh how in the future we can possibly introduce some of that uh component because yeah i think it's i think it is going to be the future of fitness not the whole picture of it but um yeah certainly will play a part
0: yeah yeah it's very very interesting it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out over the next 10 years i think you know uh, the the vr and an augmented reality space is still obviously in its infancy but like has so much potential to um to improve things and even if it's not going to ever be the same as the real life version when you're talking about you know the, the physical component i'm imagining that having the actual feedback the physical feedback to the fingers and the hands and the feet and everything is such a vital component of all of this that you may not be able to get fully through even an augmented reality. Um, uh, absolutely. Out of VR. Maybe an augmented version where there is, you know, you can use physical things in your space with the digital overlay. But um, yeah, very interesting. Do you play around or incorporate or um, is there a component for... Uh, any nutrition and lifestyle stuff in this or it's all physical activity based or, or where are we where are you at with this
1: so very good question um when i again when i was conceptualizing the whole thing and stuff i definitely wanted to include that as well and i in fact the first gym that we opened um Uh, It was with the intention of really being a hub. In fact, I called it the brain and fitness hub with the intention of really bringing in different kinds of experts um, to have a really collaborative conversation and and space where we, you know, a space full of geeks into neuroscience in Singapore. (laughs) So that was really the intention. And um, I think it's going to get there in the sense that uh, we have our first event uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, a live event with real people in the gym. <laughs> and that's very exciting. It's uh, different practitioners still in the space. Um, but nutritionists, I, I am um, partially collaborating with someone here in Singapore. But uh, it's kind of hard to find specific nutritionists that have a specific interest in, in brain health um it's extremely challenging especially here in in the in the asia region i've really much struggled and i've looked around to be honest um there's a lot of nutritionists but none of them have that particular angle uh, obviously i'm aware of a few people in the us that uh, focus on that Dr. Um, do, of course obsessed with her work and um yeah I mean maybe one day I'll do a hybrid event with uh, people you know around the world and us in the gym and you can be on uh, talking as well Ramon and then we have uh, you know <laughs> different people in Singapore and different people so the intention was really to create a hub um for, for people for like-minded people that have a, have an interest in this um, yeah, yeah. What where, where, so,
0: where do you see the future of the brain health uh, let's say the brain health space because of course you know the brain health slash fitness it's it, like it's you'd have to say based on the evidence that it's probably one of, if not the most important components of brain health is the physical activity component, right? So where, what's, mm-hmm. where do you see this in, you know, 10, 20 years' time? What's the future of brain health, brain health space?
1: Um, I mean, in the, fi- in the fitness space, I think every gym would have a component of it. Uh, I think every gym in 10 15 years will have at least a corner where there's some kind of brain fitness happening. Do you know what I mean?
0: It's like I know, right? When all the gyms started to have the functional training corner in the gym,
1: and and then it started to
0: grow, and and now, and now, in the next 10 years, it'll have a brain health corner and it'll start to grow.
1: that is exactly what i think that is exactly what i think it will take a while but i i am confident it, it, it will happen and thank god for that yeah. i i really think so <clears throat> i really think so i think the next thing you know there's uh, there's times where there's periods of, of of different types of awareness right i mean now post covid or during covid a lot of the mental health awareness and da 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 I think the next phase has to be the cognition awareness, the brain health awareness from, because people talk about mental health, but a lot of the time, I don't think they really, maybe it's bad to say, but maybe they don't really understand what that even means. Yes, feeling good, feeling bad. How do I impact that? How do I feel better? So on and so forth. Yes, if I do that. But I think for me, what's super empowering is the fact of, knowing that physiologically you can have some control over your brain and therefore you can control your emotions and how all these lifestyle factors impact that is incredible and I think we're not there yet um but I think it will be bigger and bigger and bigger at least i hope <laughs> yeah
0: in just thinking this through in fact like even i mean God I, I remember when the functional training corner, was kind of introduced and like how quickly that's taken on
1: Mm
0: that this increased space in mainstream gyms and then, you know, dedicated functional training gyms and all these sorts of things. I mean, like that's really only happened in what, 10 years, you'd have to say.
1: Yeah.
0: It's pretty quick.
1: It's true. It's true. It's true. I, And and then the other other interesting thing is, um, to me, like, yes, a lot of this type of training is linked and related to technologies because they make it more uh, reliable and, you know, obviously more fun, more engaging and all of that. But, I mean, sometimes I already wonder, like, wow, what are the technologies going to be in 10 years' time, you know? Yes, they'll be similar to what we have now, but a lot of the ones that are out there now will probably be Somehow obsolete, right? They'll be they would have been replaced by something else. So, I mean, I'm particularly curious and uh, and excited about how how would that look like and how we will even experience that, right? I mean, of course, again with COVID, the the home fitness gym business has has exploded as well, right? So. How how are we going to be able to bring that to, to the people at home? Because they still want that as well, right? It's not going to go away now. They've got used to that. So, yes, a lot of people will come back to the gyms and are coming back, but there's a lot of people that have changed their behavior in how they exercise, right? And so it'd be really interesting to watch how all of this evolves.
0: <laughs> yeah, very, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any
1: Any final thoughts for our listeners? um <laughs> not really i mean check us out i hope i hope i've uh, given you a bit of a picture of what we do and uh, what we want to do and um and how important it is to exercise for your for your brain health um so
0: yeah <laughs> where's the best place for people to go to um check out the um, center and how, how do people follow you where's the best best place
1: uh, yes so you can check us out uh, on our website um, www.sparkfitness.com uh, i am personally on linkedin i do a bit of linkedin uh we are on instagram with the center spark fitness i am not a a big Instagram person myself. <laughs> I'm not a big social media person, but uh, you can uh, find us there for sure. And um, yeah, get in touch anytime. Of course, if you happen to be in Singapore, please, please, please come and see us. We would be very, very happy to, um, yeah, I get you to try a session. If not, uh, yeah, hopefully one day we'll be in your city.
0: <laughs> Guys, we'll put the links in the show notes uh so that you can go and check out the center and yeah again if you're in Singapore please catch up with Anna go down see the center go through one of these amazing fun sessions challenge Mm -hmm. your brain get your brain health to the next level Uh, and it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you
1: thank you very much Ron bye
0: That's it for this episode. If you want to support the show, make sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and then head over to brainfirsttraininginstitute.com to join our community of coaches. And for resources and products to help you upgrade your brain in life, including interviews with leading neuroscientists and health and high-performance experts, go to mybrainfirst.com. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you soon.